0: everyone and welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone, and I hope you guys are having a great day so far. Um, I filmed an, an Instagram reel this morning if you wanted to see how my morning was. I posted on my Instagram last week. So it's it's up there if you guys want to see how I spent my morning. I've been having a lot of fun making Instagram reels. I think they're just like so fun. Oh. But real quick, there's like a hack that I saw about how you can increase your video quality on your iPhone and you go into settings, camera, and then you adjust your video to 4K at 60 frames per second FPS. So I did that. I filmed the whole thing in that, but like Instagram cannot handle it. So I had to like decrease the quality back to 1080 just for Instagram to be able to handle it, which is so funny because like Apple makes phones that are capable of such insane quality, but none of the apps can handle it. Crazy. Anyway, whatever. How are you guys? I hope you guys are having a great day. I'm having a good day. It's Thursday. It's cloudy. It's gloomy. But I'm excited because I'm going to my friend Chelsea's Head Spa tonight. I will let you guys know how it goes next week. I'm also vlogging it so you guys can see it in a vlog. But a head spa. Have you ever seen those ASMR videos on YouTube? And it's this girl, I think she's in Japan and she goes to all these like head spas and they clean your scalp and they do like all these amazing treatments. I think it's something like that. I'm not exactly sure, but all I know is I am so excited to go. And I literally can't wait. This episode is also on video if you guys prefer watching it on video. The YouTube channel is Just Manifest with Tori De Simone. And I like when you guys comment on the video and tell me your thoughts. Um, it makes me really happy. Today's episode, however, is going to be all about my next half marathon, and the training program that goes into it. I'm also going to dive into what I learned last time, what I'm doing differently this time, and tips if you guys want to get started as well. Every time I post about running on my YouTube or my Instagram, I get so many DMs, comments, questions. So I think there's like a pretty big running community out there within my manifest people. Which I really really love, so I wanted to do this during my. I've been watching a lot of Nick Bear, and he always calls it prep during the marathon prep. I I don't know why I gave him that accent. That's not how he talks. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily call it a prep, but I guess this is like a half marathon training. So I wanted to do it in the middle of my training rather than wait till I was done. That's what I did my first half marathon because it was my first one. I didn't know anything. I still don't know a lot, but I feel a lot more confident going into this prep or this training than I did last time. Last time, I honestly went in it with the only goal of finishing it. And I did it and I was so proud and it was so fun. And as soon as I was done that race, I was like, I'm totally going to run again. And then I went out for a run like a week or so later and I could only do a mile, which is crazy, but I only did a mile and I was like, this sucks, I don't want to run. And then I haven't ran for the past, let's see, that race was in November, I didn't run December, January, and now it's like the middle of February. So I didn't run for about two and a half months. And then about a week and a half ago, I started to get the urge to run and I was like, oh man, is it coming back? Um, one of my friends, Britt, told me that some runners will not run in the winter because it's too cold. She told me that in like the height of my long distances for my Philly half marathon that I did in November of twenty one. And I was like, oh, I'll definitely keep running through the winter. And then the winter hit, And I was like, there's no way I'm running through the winter. This absolutely sucks. So I learned that I don't like running in cold weather. That's fine. But literally, as soon as it started to get just a little warmer out, I wanted to go for a run. Um, and then Nick Bear, who I do, I followed Nick for years and years and years. I've always been a big supporter, a big fan. I think he's really, really great. And I know a lot of you guys watch his content. If you don't, you definitely should. He's very inspiring, very motivational, very hardcore. Um, but in a digestible way. Someone else that's hardcore, for example, is David Goggins, but he's hardcore in like a non-digestible way. It almost feels like, I know his whole message is like, if I can do it, you can do it. But he'll like do ultra marathons, which are long marathons. Like they can be increments of like 50 miles, 100 miles, 200 miles, etc., he'll do a 100 mile ultra marathon back to back weekends for like 8 weeks and he's like you can do it too. I love that you can do that Mr. David Goggins. But it it's like so intimidating, but Nick does a really good job at making his really ambitious goals very bite-sized and digestible and you you feel like you can do it too. He's a really great guy to watch. I highly encourage to check out his YouTube, Instagram. He has a podcast that I really like. Um, he's very cool. He's also an entrepreneur. So I really vibe with him. He's been a huge inspiration behind this whole marathon training and the goals that I have going into it. Um, it's just, he's really cool. So I definitely recommend following him. And I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because I wanted to talk a little bit about Love is Blind part two because I talked about it last week. So I will get into that in a minute. Um, but anyway, the running bug has hit me again. And I I'm excited to dive into this next training phase, and I'm excited to share what I learned from last time, what I'm going to be improving upon, what I'm changing, and how if you guys have a goal to run any sort of race, whether it's a mile, a five k, a ten k, a ten miler, a half marathon, I that's pretty much all I can provide inside for because the farthest I've ever run is a half marathon. Um, but it, also, if you don't want to run. Um, I feel like all this stuff can be pulled out into other goals that you might have in your life. But I guess this is a rather running heavy episode. Um, Okay, let's put a pause on this very quickly so I can talk about love is blind part two. So when I say part one, I'm referring to the first five episodes that were released um, in the beginning of February. Part two Were the next four episodes, and then I guess part three is like the finale where the weddings are. So I'm talking about part two, because when I'm recording this, it's February, I think today's the 24th. Yeah, it is the 24th. It's February 24th. So the finale comes out tomorrow. My opinions have changed a lot since the last time I talked about it. And honestly, so I recorded this episode last week on Wednesday, like the one you guys saw last week, that was on Wednesday. And then Love is Blind came out two days later, and I was honestly really nervous for last week's episode to go up because a lot of my opinions changed, and I didn't want – I don't know. I was just nervous. Like, I, a lot of my opinions changed, but I realized, like, you know, I said it was only the first part. Da, da, da. So a lot of my opinions changed from part two to part one. Um, let's see. Where do I even begin? Okay. Shane is so crazy. It's so funny. Um, There's this one, I'll put it up on the screen if you guys are watching on video, but there's this one meme of Shane that I saw on Instagram yesterday that every time I like look at it, I literally just crack up because he is like, he's just a walking meme. Um, My phone hates when it's near the recorder. Okay. I'm going to put it on the video, but essentially it's just Shane with like his crazy eyes And he's like, that sounds crazy, but I just know her. I feel like I've known her for years now. And it's, he's just crazy, dude. He's just like a literal meme. I have to say though, I am liking Shane more in the second half of the season series just because he is so like, he's very into Natalie. I have to admit the first part when I was like, "Oh, I want Shane and Shana to meet." I'm really glad that they met, but I I wanted more of it in the second in the second part. Um, but I totally thought Shane was going to be like cheating on Natalie, honestly, with Shana, and I guess that's maybe how the show made it look. But Shana was really hyping him up, but then they like totally just shut shut Shana out of the show. I would have loved to see more of Shana. After meeting Shane, like, what did she think of him? Was she still attracted to him? Did she still want to be with him? Maybe they'll show us more of that in the finale. I kind of doubt it, though. But I really did want to see more of that. Like, because that to me is just like a plot hole. Like, what happened there? Like, does she still think these things? What does he think? Because he clearly had feelings for Shayna, And I honestly think that the reason he went for Natalie in the Pods was because Natalie expressed her feelings. And we've now seen that Shane is very much so someone that needs to be reassured. He likes being told that he's like good looking, that he's handsome, that he's funny, that he's like he loves compliments. So I think Natalie telling him in the pods like, oh, I have feelings for you, made her his number one. But I think if Shana said it earlier, he would have like proposed to Shana. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. That's just what I think. Um, I still think Natalie's too good for him. I hope she finds someone else. I really do, but I have to say, I do like him a little bit more in the second half. I love his mom, like sweetest woman ever. And I love Natalie's parents. Like I feel like that dynamic is actually good. And like I, I hear a lot of people say like they don't think anyone's gonna get married. and I totally agree with that. I do think they all are with the wrong people. but, I guess those two would get married, if anything else. And I can't believe I'm saying that because last week I was like, there's no way. But I do kind of see it now. Like compared to all the other couples, like definitely Natalie and Shane. Um, but I just I still think Natalie's too good for Shane. But I did like Shane a lot because he was like when Shane was like literally coming at them, being like, Your relationship is fake, it's a fraud, da da da. Um he was very like he defended Natalie. He defended his relationship and that was really good. Cause he had a huge opportunity to, you know, kind of be like really scummy in that moment. And he didn't. So he passed the vibe check on that, in my opinion. Um, let's see, what else? This whole thing with like Sal and another girl, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, I just don't. I just feel like it's so out of character. I also said last week that like I would go for someone like Sal. Looks-wise, yes, but personality-wise, no, not at all. I don't know. There's something about singing. I, I love that people think it's like cute, but if a guy sang to me, I think I would like crawl away. I don't know. It's just so awkward to me. I wouldn't be able to handle it. Not me. Not my vibe. Um, I'd laugh out of just being uncomfortable. i get the gesture. It's so cute. Not for me, though. Um, yeah, they're kind of boring. They're like, honestly, so whatever for the new year, I really want to make sure that soning is a big part of my wellness routine. And that's where I'm thrilled to bring in bond charge. Bond charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way founded on science and inspired by nature. All bond charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation, the list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, light therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Boncharge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern-day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Boncharge is their infrared sauna blanket. Boncharge Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's boncharg dot manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. oh, let's talk about Nick and Danielle. They need help. Like we already saw that Danielle said yes to Nick. Nick better say no. Like no shade to either of them. They just don't work. Danielle needs help. Like she's just severely insecure. And I feel so bad for her because she doesn't know how beautiful she is. She doesn't know how funny she is. Like she's such a catch. She's funny. She has this fun personality. Her family is fantastic. Like She's like, she's all that, you know? But she's so in her head and she is just so limiting to herself. It's so hard to watch and she's just constantly picking fights. And I feel bad for her watching back on the season because like imagine if you were fighting with your significant other and it was recorded and you had to go back and watch it when nothing's going wrong and here you are just picking fights all the time. Like that must be really hard for her. I think Nick is mature enough to say no and realize that this is not the right relationship for them especially since he's been in long relationships in the past and he's never wanted to get married to them I think he takes it seriously so I really hope he's going to pull through and say no just because the two of them together are a disaster a disaster which sucks because I really like Nick I really like Danielle they can't be together though Danielle needs to work on herself and truly love herself before she can love anyone else because it's just – it's coming – like, they have, like, a third party in their relationship. It's Nick, it's Danielle, and then it's Danielle's insecurities. It's literally, like, a third party. Like, it needs to be addressed through just Danielle, and I hope she, like, finds it because she's beautiful. She's a catch. She's all that. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to watch. It really, really is. So I wish them the best, but I hope Nick says no. We'll see, though. Um, who else? Iona and Jared. Okay. I love Ayana. She's just the cutest thing ever. Like she is so freaking cute. I really like Jared. I like him a lot. I like how he's so committed to being like, I really want to find a wife. This is really what I want. Da da da. But the whole staying out, like when Ayana was like, I'm not even asking you to come home early, like 3 a.m. I feel like it's reasonable. What is this man doing? Staying out till like 5 a.m. on a Tuesday? What are you doing? And what is his career like? Does his career allow him to do that? Like, is he a producer? Like, I know a lot of music producers, like, they work during the night. Is that his vibe? Or is he just, like, literally going out and partying? I don't get it. What's that saying? People say, like, not my circus, not my monkeys, not my relationship. However, I would not want to be with someone that was out till 5 a.m. on weeknights without me. But then again, I wouldn't want to go out on weeknights anyway until 5 a.m. I just don't – like they just don't seem to mesh lifestyle-wise, but I like the two of them a lot. So we'll see how that goes. I think Jared really does want a wife, but also him just like always having all this stuff from like exes and how much he like loves being friends with exes. Definitely a red flag to me. I don't know. I've dated people like that in the past where they like still talk with their exes and you just got to be really mentally strong to and you just got to be really secure in your relationship but it's also up to the man to like show you that like even though he is friends with his exes like he's still all about you you know what i mean i don't know that's between them kind of weird um shake and deep have they have they done it yet like i don't know they to me i feel bad for her because he's just constantly airing her out like all over the season he's like i'm not attracted to her she's my aunt da da, da. Not like literally, but like that's what he says. Like he compares her to his aunt and I just feel bad for her. But he's also like such a tool. Like his Tesla and he drives like all the way back. Like he's such a tool. Um, But then he's also so nice at moments. So I don't know how to take him. Like I like him, but I hate him, but I like him, but I hate him all at the same time. Um, And I just, I hope like, I don't know. He's just embarrassing her he really is. And I feel really bad for her. I think she's beautiful. Like she is like beautiful. All these girls are like, I I just don't get it. Like these guys just don't see what's in front of them. They really don't. So I don't know. I really like, uh, deeps and I hope that they make it because I think that they would have such a beautiful marriage, especially when you met their families and, um, deep, I think it was deep. Dee's parents had an arranged marriage and like, it turned out so beautifully. And like, I just loved it. And like, their families seem to intertwine so well. I I loved the chemistry between the families. I love them together. So I hope they can like make it work. I'm also so excited to see their wedding because it just looks beautiful. So I'm excited for them. I hope they make it and I hope Shake starts telling her that she's beautiful instead of that he's not attracted to her. Who wants to hear that? Who am I missing? Oh, Shane, Shane and Kyle, whatever. They're annoying. Um, I think that's it, right? I if I forgot anyone, deepest apologies. But yeah, that's what I think about Love is Blind part two. I'm excited to see part three. I'm excited to see the weddings. I hear a lot of people say that they don't think anyone's going to make it. I think Shane and Natalie are going to get married. Can't believe I'm saying that, but I do think that. I think Jared and Ayana are going to get married. And I think Deep's and Shake are going to get married. Um, I don't think Mallory and Sal will get married. And I don't think that Nick and Danielle will get married. Those are my predictions. And then who will stay together? I think Shake and Deeps will stay together. And I think Natalie and Shane will stay together at least for a year. They'll get divorced in a year from like it airing. Horrible to say, but those are my predictions. We'll see in a year if that's true. Okay. One quick side note, I like Heather Dubrow can't believe I'm saying that either. A couple episodes ago, I was flaming her, absolutely saying that everyone bows down to her. Uh, it's true. They do, but she's growing on me and I like her. Just had to put that out there. Public service announcement. Okay. Let's get into today's episode, which is my next half marathon and my training program that goes along with it. So I'm very excited to talk about this today. The running bug, like I said earlier, has officially hit me again, and I signed up to run a half marathon. This half marathon is down at the beach, and it's on May 7th. So it's roughly, I think, like, how many weeks is that? One, two, three, four, five. So it's in about 11 weeks, which is ideally like less time than I would normally prepare for when it comes to trainings. But because I feel like I just ran my half like two and a half months ago and I do spin twice a week, like my cardiovascular is pretty good. So I feel pretty good with this. So I have 11 weeks and typically the way that I like to train last time is like an increase of three weeks and then a deload of one week. But this time because I don't have much time. Um, I'm literally just doing like, I'm increasing every week until the 10th week, which is the week of April 25th. And that's like my only like deload week. So that's pretty much the only difference. Um, I will go over my training program in a minute, but I also want you guys to remember that I don't have a coach, um, like what you might hear from like, you know, like Nick Bear, for example, he has a coach. Um, I don't have a coach. My mom makes my programs for me. She used to be a huge runner. She's actually getting back into running too, which is so fun. So we'll go on some runs together. But my mom makes my running programs for me and I trust her. She knows me very well and she does a really good job at it. So I will tell you exactly what my mom wrote out for me, but just remember that like, if you want to follow this, you totally can. Um, But also just remember that like, it's going to be different for each person so take it with a grain of salt but that doesn't mean that I don't want to share it with you guys um I do have a goal for this half marathon my goal at my last half marathon was like I said to literally just finish and my goal well my time when I finished last time was two hours and I think 22 minutes something like that or two hours 20 minutes two hours 24 minutes I should probably know the exact time it's somewhere in my email but it was like around the two hour, 22-minute mark. And I was happy. I was proud. I did a half marathon. Like I felt really, really great. Meanwhile, I'm reading um, this book. Again, I'm rereading it. It's called Let Your Mind Run. It's by Dina Castor. Love that book. I'll talk about it in a minute. But in the book, they're talking about marathons and like running full marathons. And Dina's goal was to run a marathon in under two hours and 20 minutes. Meanwhile, here I am doing like a literal half marathon in two hours, 20 minutes. Anyway. um, So yeah, my goal for this half marathon that I'm running in 11 weeks on May 7th is sub 205. So under two hours and five minutes, like at two hours or like 159 would be amazing, but sub 205 is my goal. And I'll be really happy with anything sub 205. Um, I'm writing it down every day in my self-care planner. Sub 205 marathon is my goal. So um, a couple inspirations that I wanted to shout out going into this marathon training. Number one, Nick Bear. I already talked about him, but I can't recommend his channel and his content enough. He is incredible. He's very digestible. I said all this before. I'll breeze over it again. But he's very, very good at what he does and he's very motivational and very inspirational. It's hard to click off his video and not want to feel like the best version of yourself. He doesn't make you feel like you're less than. He doesn't make you feel like you're not doing enough. He he's just really, really great at motivating and he does a great job. Um, the second inspiration is Let Your Mind Run by Dina Castor. It is the book that I read before my half marathon last time, and it's a book that I have since reread since I started running again. It's is so good. It's amazing. Even if you're not a runner, I could not recommend this book enough. It is so special. It is so valuable. It is so optimistic. It focuses heavily on mindset, on positive thinking, on gratitude, and pretty much on everything that we talk about on the show. It is such an amazing book. And I, like, I literally have so many sentences in that book highlighted. It is, it's is—it's like my Bible. It is such a good book. It's so inspiring. I sob like a baby when I read it. Like During the Olympics, I don't want to spoil it, even though it's all, all on the internet. It happened in 2004. But like I cried during it. Like, oh my God, it is is—it is just such a good book. So inspirational. And that book really, it carries me through a lot of my runs. And it follows me throughout the day, all day, every day, even on days that I'm not running, even on days that I don't even think about running. Whenever you do a hard task, this book comes into my mind. It is so amazing. I could not recommend it enough. Let Your Mind Run by Dina Castor. So, so, so good. So um, now that we know my goal and my inspirations, let's get on to how I'm training for this half marathon. So because my goal is to run it faster than last time, I am incorporating four runs into my training program. One easy run, one tempo run, one speed work, and one long run, so four. And my plan is to run on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Today's a Thursday, and it's also my first week back, and my legs are so sore. So I am not running today. I'm doing my run tomorrow and on my off days, so on Monday, I want to do Pilates at home and I also teach spin on Mondays. So Mondays I will do Pilates and spin, Tuesday run, Wednesday run, Thursday run, Friday Pilates and then Saturday I spin and then Sunday run. For me spinning, like I know it sounds like I don't have a rest day. My rest day is technically Fridays because Pilates is very low impact and sculpting and strengthening without like heavy lifting weights. I just I don't love lifting weights right now, so I'm not going to force my body to do it. I totally see the importance of it, but for me, I feel like I just get so much more out of Pilates, so I'm going to stick with Pilates. Pilates running and spinning is my thing. Um my off day really is Saturday cuz that's just spin. I've been doing spin now for years that it just it's almost like maintenance at this point, but it, it also just helps my cardiovascular. It's low impact. It feels great. I have a good time doing it. Um, so yeah, it sounds like I don't have a rest day, but I kind of do like Saturday and Fridays are like kind of my rest day. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm so sore today, like I said, so I'm just switching my days this week. So I'm, I ran Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'm, I did Pilates today and I'm going to run tomorrow and do my speed work tomorrow. And then spin Saturday and long run Sunday. Um so the speed works consist of tempo and speed. Tempo 1 means that you are 15 seconds faster per mile of your easy pace. So let's say my easy pace is a 10 minute mile. A tempo 1 run would be a 9:45 minute mile for whatever the distance that I'm running that day is. If I'm doing a tempo 2, that means it's 30 seconds faster than my easy pace. So again, if my easy pace is 10 minutes, my Um, tempo two run is going to be nine minutes and 30 seconds, um, for the duration of that run. And then speed work, you can either do on a track or on a treadmill. I learned last time that I didn't like going to tracks. I felt like embarrassed to go. Honestly, I don't know. It just wasn't my thing. I just felt like I didn't know what I was doing. Like I just didn't really have the confidence. So I'm going to focus a lot of my speed work on a treadmill And I'll talk about that in a minute too. And then obviously your easy runs, my easy runs are every Tuesday and those are just to get miles in, easy recover, just get the mileage in. And then my long runs are just to get the distance down. Again, it can be like at easy pace tempo, but it's really just to progress my training forward. Um, my mom made this for me again. So don't take it personally. Take it with a grain of salt. Every person's going to be different. Your baseline, your running levels, you might run so much faster than me. You might run so much slower than me. Like, I feel like I'm on the slower end of running. Um, but that's okay. I really enjoy it. Um, so yeah, my mom made this for me. Take it with a grain of salt. It's not going to match up perfectly and let's see what else did I write I would do it in longer weeks but this is what we're working with since I signed up late like I said it's an 11-week program rather than I think last time it was like a 16-week program a 12 or 16-week program but anyway okay let's get into the runs that I'm doing this is exactly what I'm doing for the next 11 weeks so you could write it down um you could skip ahead if this is no interest to you but here it is so starting this week of 221, which is technically last week by the time you guys listen to this, um, my easy run three, my speed. And my speed and tempo is always the same distance. So Wednesday and Thursday is always the same distance. Um, Tempo two, speed two, and then my Sunday long is four miles. Um, my treadmill speed work typically looks of like a Quarter or a half mile warm up depending on the distance, and then with a quarter or let me okay, let me explain this Sunday's two mile speed work. So, a quarter mile warm up, and this all on the treadmill, a quarter mile warm up, and then a quarter mile at six and a half miles per hour, quarter mile at five and a half miles per hour, and then I repeat that three times, and then a quarter mile cool down, and then I walk a mile. So, it's going to be a total of two miles running, and then a mile walk, which totals out to like three miles. Um, but that's like my speed work. Okay, so easy three, tempo speed two, long four. Uh, week two, week of 228, easy three, tempo speed two, long of five. Week three, easy four, tempo speed three, long six. Uh, week, see, I see, this is my problem. I never know what weeks I'm at. Week four is easy four, tempo speed of three, long of seven. Week five is easy five, tempo speed of four, long distance of eight. Week six is easy five, tempo speed of five, long distance of nine. Week seven is easy six, tempo speed of five, long of ten. Week eight is easy six, tempo speed five, long eleven. Week nine is easy seven, tempo, speed, five, and long of 12. Week 10, which is one week before the half marathon, is easy five, speed, tempo of five, and long of seven. And week 11 is marathon week, and that is easy four, tempo, speed of three, and long distance of 13.1, which is obviously the half marathon. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. Again, tempo and speed are two different days. Tempo is on Wednesday. Speed is on Thursday, but they're the same distance. Um, and yeah, so um, for the first, up until uh, mile five, all my tempo workouts are tempo one. And then once I hit five miles, it's tempo two. Um, so yeah, that is my training program. I forgot guys wanted to write that down, but I get so many questions about like what my program is, where I get it. I get it from my mom and that is my program. Okay. Let's go into what I've learned from last time going into this run. So number one, I know that I can do it. Last time when I was doing the half marathon training, it was honestly just to even prove to myself that I could do it because I didn't even I didn't even know if I could at the time. Um, the distance was very intimidating. The runs were very long, but I've done it and I did it on a pretty hilly course, I'll say. I mean, I wasn't like climbing mountains or anything, but it was pretty hilly for the city of Philadelphia. That was humbling. But I know I can do it. So I have a new sense of confidence going into this training than I did last time. Um, I've also learned that running is mental. And letting your mind run helped me a lot. That's the book that I'm referring to, Let Your Mind Run. When I let my mind take over, I can run forever. It is truly autopilot once you let your mind take full advantage of the scenery and your thoughts. It's is—it's just a beautiful experience and running is totally mental. Um, I've also learned that I don't like running with a ton of clothes on. (laughs) So this training weather is really good. That's why I didn't really run in the winter. Having to wear leggings, tall socks, and coats and layers and earmuffs and gloves oh my god like I was just like drenched by the end of it because I'm sweating but then when you sweat it gets freezing it's just so not for me um so I really like running in like a long sleeve shirt and shorts if I have to um but I think that's like a really great running attire so I really like running in this kind of climate like end of winter early early rumblings of spring Um, and then early mornings in the summertime is my bread and butter. And of course the fall, but like winter running, I don't think it's really for me. Um, but then again, maybe I'll change next year. But as of right now, I learned that I don't like running with a ton of clothes on. So this training weather is good for me. If it were up to me, I do a sports bra and, um, free people running shorts every day, but it's a little cold for that. Um, something else I learned is that I can run on a treadmill. I last marathon training have this mentality that like, oh, treadmill running is horrible. Treadmill running sucks. Well, it's definitely not my preferred method to get miles in. It is definitely a great way to do speed work. And I'm definitely planning on use, utilizing the treadmill a lot this marathon prep. Um, another thing is that I that I learned from last time that I'm not going to do this time is I switched my shoes just a little bit too close to the race. Um, I definitely broke them in in time. I didn't have any blisters on race day, but I'm going to keep the same shoes that I did that I wore last time into this race because I only have 11 weeks and I don't feel like breaking in shoes in any part of this. So I really like my shoes that I have. I have the Hoka Clifton 8s. I personally recommend them. I really like them. But again, shoes are very personalized. You have to kind of figure out what you like, what you don't like. I really like them. Um, I feel very supported in them. I don't get any joint pains in them. So that feels really good. Um, but I don't love the color of them. They're like this weird, like neon orange. Um, I'd rather have the all white kind, but I told myself if I hit my goal of sub 205, I will buy myself the all white Clifton Eight hokas. That's my goal. Um, and then I'll break in new shoes after the race. And the last thing that I learned from last time going into this run is that the training is what matters and not the race. Last time I really focused so much on the race and I didn't train as much as I wanted to. I really was just like, oh, well, when the race comes, like I'll do it. But I've, I've learned and I'm going into this half marathon training with the mindset that the training is the main event, the prep, the training runs, the nutrition, that's the journey. And that's what builds up to the race. Like I know I can do the race and I don't want to live for the race. I want to live for the training. I want to live for the journey that comes with it. I want to live for the lessons that I learned along the way. Um, and I really learned that a lot from my last race is that it's really the training. That's where it's like so fun. I loved, I do love the training and I'm happy to have purpose again in my runs and in training. So the training is what matters not the race. What I'm looking forward to this half marathon is something to train towards again, um, the past couple of months, I've been taking it very easy. I've been doing walks. I've been doing Pilates, and I've been loving it, and so has my body. My body's been responding really, really well to it, and honestly, it's just what I've been craving. I haven't been craving high intensity. I haven't been craving weightlifting. I haven't been craving anything insane. I just do it my body once, and my body, after the half marathon, wanted Pilates, low impact, walking, and that's what I did. But lately, it's really been craving runs. And it's nice to have something to look forward to. It's nice to have a purpose in my workouts again. And it's nice to have something to train for. I feel really confident going into this prep, like I said, and I'm excited to document it along the way, kind of having one race under my belt. I feel like I know, you know, more than I did last time, obviously nowhere near a pro, but, um, I feel more confident this time for sure than last time. So I'm excited to have something to train towards again. Um, and I'm excited to have purpose in my workouts yet again. And lastly, I'm looking forward to allowing my body to tell me when it when I was ready to run. I'm really proud that I took a break when my body wanted a break. And I'm really proud that I'm getting back in it once like my body started t- talking to me and literally being like, it's, you want to run again. It's crazy. Like your body is always talking and it's just up to us to listen and to honor that. Um, once you become so in tune with your body, like, and it's not even something that I had to learn. It was just something that like, you know, when you want to go for a walk, you know, when you want to crave some sort of movement, it's just honoring that It, it's just then getting your mind to say like, okay, let's go do this. So I'm really proud of myself that I listened to my body and I took the cues of giving it a break and then allowing it to um, jump back into high gear. So that was really fun, allowing my body to tell me when it was ready again. I was, I'm was. i looking forward to that. That was awesome. Okay, so I do want to talk quickly about nutrition as well. I don't want to harp on this for too long, but I do think nutrition is incredibly important to talk about when it comes to training, especially with endurance. Um, you know what's so funny is I kind of feel like low-key, I have imposter syndrome when I talk about this stuff because here I am saying like, oh, this is an endurance run. But is it like when I start to compare myself to other people, like – other people will run a marathon in 3 hours and other people will run 50 miles, 100 miles, do ironmans and here I am like oh a half marathon's an endurance run it definitely is Tori like 13 miles like that's a long run so i need to get out of this whole headset of like imposter syndrome and just like accept that like that's endurance and that takes that takes skill And that takes time to build up and it takes high volume of training density to get to that. So yeah, this is endurance training and it's not imposter syndrome. But I do think when it comes to endurance, nutrition is important. I'm definitely focusing in on it a little bit more this time than last, but still allowing myself to be flexible and viewing food as something that I don't obsess over because that would just be bad in all avenues. So the first thing that I wrote down here is that I found G1M Sport from Nick Bear's nutrition company BPN BPN um, supplements. He makes this drink called G1M Sport that has electrolytes electrolytes and carbohydrates in it, which is really great to drink before, during, and after your runs um, or any endurance. Like I'll bring it to spin class with me too, and it's delicious. I found it so close to my last half that like I couldn't really see huge benefits from it because I just didn't incorporate it enough in my last half. So I'm very excited to incorporate it into this half training and see if I feel a huge difference from it, if it helps with, you know, less cramping, more endurance, stuff like that. So I'm excited to incorporate that into this half marathon prep. I'm also going to dial in more to really see if it helps. I believe that nutrition helps because I do feel some minor differences, but if I find like a formula, quote unquote, for me that I know works and that I really like. My body responds well to. Um, I'm curious to see how well that will serve me in the future when it comes to training for a half marathon. Um, let's see. Something that I like to tell myself is that if I can have one good day one day i can have a good day every day if i can find nutrition and hydration and a running routine that served me well one day i know that i can do it any other day because i've already done it once so kind of like that repetition i'm trying to get into a lot this year um if you can do it one day it can be duplicated and replicated into another day so for breakfast um typically i will go towards like my normal breakfast i feel like my breakfasts are pretty much always solid I always have either like oatmeal or eggs and toast, overnight oats, yogurt and fruit, like something along those lines. I don't really feel any need to switch up my breakfast. I love my breakfasts from how they are when I train versus when I'm not training. So I'm just going to keep those exactly the same to sort of see whatever I'm feeling that day. For lunch, um, typically for lunch, I will either do leftovers from dinner the night before or I will do meat and rice of some sort. Lately, I've been on – it's so embarrassing, but I've been on the biggest kick of the salmon bowl like from six months ago. I know I'm really late to the game, but it is like literally – it's heavenly to me. It is so good. I am so obsessed with it. So I will have like salmon and rice with like seaweed. Oh my God. Literally, I'm going to make it after I'm done recording this. It is so good. So I'll make like the salmon bowl Or I'll just do like um, a sesame – no, teriyaki, ground turkey, and white rice. And it only takes like 15 minutes tops for both dishes to prepare. So some sort of like meat and rice. I just love that in the middle of the day. Um, It's really, really filling. And on Monday nights when I teach spin, I literally have the endurance of like – I could run for hours when I have like a salmon bowl before my spin class. Oh, my God. It's like – it's literally superfood. I don't even know how to explain it. And then for dinner – balanced. That's the only thing. Whatever that might look like. Some nights that might look like a turkey and vegetable soup. Other nights it might look like tacos. Other nights it might look like pasta if I have a long run the next day. Um, Just balanced, honestly. I'm not going to be opting towards like, you know, greasy bar food, but I will be opting towards anything that is a balanced meal for me. Um, Like I said, my goal for this nutrition is to just help my endurance, but I don't want to obsess over food. That's not my thing here. And I also don't want to obsess over you know, any, my, my only goal is sub to a five. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not trying to tone up. I'm not trying to look a certain way. I just want to do this for me and get some, get some speed work in and be a little bit faster. So I find that if I were to sit here and harp on nutrition, it would just not serve me well. It would not serve my goal. Well, it would not serve my mental well. So I really just want to stick to kind of what I'm doing. Just zone in a little bit more on, you know, some carbs and protein and just eat balanced, whatever that might look like, you know, um, balanced definitely also means sweets. Like I love ice cream. I love sweets. Like I love chocolate. Um, I love carbs. Like I'm not going to be cutting any of that stuff out. Um, I'll probably limit my alcohol just because I don't even like drinking alcohol to begin with. So this is like a good excuse to just continue to not drink. Um, But, you know, I'll probably have like one drink a week if I feel like it, like maybe a glass of wine. But I've never been a big drinker anyway. So for me, it's not like a huge thing. And then the last thing for nutrition that I really want to focus on is just drinking a lot of water. Um, I noticed this a lot last marathon prep. And honestly, my whole life, I've never been good at drinking water. So I definitely just want to focus in on my hydration this time and just start drinking more water. More water is just good all around. Helps your skin, like that's really awesome, like to have glowy skin. Um, but it'll just help with endurance as well, and I won't feel like so thirsty. I always feel just like a little dry, and I think just drinking more water will ultimately help. So that's pretty much like what my nutrition looks like, my inspirations, my training program, pretty much all the all the things that I'm carrying into this prep. Now, if you guys are listening to this episode and maybe you feel inspired or you want to get started too, but you have no idea how to start, these are my tips. Again, this is only my second half marathon. I am no expert here, but these are my tips. Number one is to sign up for a race. It can be any race. It can be a one-mile race. It can be a 5K 10K, a 10 miler, a half marathon, a marathon, a 50, an ultra, it doesn't matter. Sign up for a race and have that date in your calendar. Put the money towards it, like invest in yourself, sign up for the race and then get the gear that you need. Get a watch. I have the Garmin Forerunner 55 and I absolutely love that watch. I think it's like amazing. Um, so I have that. I have my Hoka Clifton 8s, which I really like and get a couple of workout sets. Um, Cute ones, one that you feel good in, maybe you like shorts, maybe you like tight shorts, loose shorts, whatever it might be. Get stuff that you are investing yourself in. You sign up for the race, you got the gear, you're ready to go. From that, start with intervals. If you like hate running, first of all, look internally because I used to say that too. I used to say, I hate running, it's not for me, I'm not a runner, da da da. Okay, if that's what you're telling yourself, of course you're going to identify as not a runner. Of course you're going to say, oh, I hate running, running is not for me, I'm not a runner. Duh, because that's what you're telling yourself. Switch your mindset and say, I am a runner. I am becoming a runner. And listen, I know we all kind of have imposter syndrome. Maybe I'm projecting. I definitely have imposter syndrome sometimes. But even if you're not a runner and you start telling yourself, I am a runner, you will start to think and act like a runner. And you'll start to identify with it. And how amazing is that? Start with intervals. Tell yourself that you're a runner and that you are starting with intervals try it outside before the treadmill. I honestly think outside is much more enjoyable than a treadmill. But if you don't have like the best running conditions outside, try a treadmill. Um, Whether you're outside or on the treadmill, walk for one minute and then run for one minute and repeat that for 20 minutes. And once you feel like you have that down, bump it up a notch. Run for two minutes and walk for one minute. Repeat that for 20 minutes and just keep building up this endurance until maybe you can run for a half mile straight and then one mile straight and then one and a half mile straight and then two miles straight. Another tip that I hear a lot is run for the minutes, not the miles. And I really like that too. Maybe run for five minutes and then walk for one or run for 10 minutes and then walk for two. And just keep repeating these intervals until you feel confident and like you can keep going and allow yourself time to build up, allow yourself this opportunity to grow. But I also think you're going to be amazed at how quickly your body responds and how quickly you will be able to increase your endurance and your mileage and your time running and your cardiovascular will drastically improve pretty quickly as well. Um, go at your own pace. There is no race here. Like you're not out to beat anyone. You don't get a medal for being the fastest runner ever. You don't get a medal for running under a 10 minute mile or over a 10 minute mile. There's no pressure here. Just run. That's all you have to do. Put one foot in front of the other and run. Think positively. Think that you love this, that you enjoy this. And when it gets hard, remember to switch your mindset instead of saying, wow, this is really hard to I'm challenging myself today and I'm going to come out a better version of myself because of this. It's hard to kind of rewire your brain, but the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. I'm going to refer back to Let Your Mind Run. Please read that book. It talks all about that kind of mindset shift throughout runs and also throughout life. It is just so incredible. But if you want to start running, my tips are to invest in yourself, start with intervals and change your mindset. Those three things are going to take you so, so far. One other thing that I want to add in before I end this episode is that during my last half marathon, I saw every single walk of life during a half marathon. I saw every fitness level. I saw the most elite runners I've ever seen in my life in person. Two people that I I was like, "Wow, good for them." Like I I I love the inspiration that comes from running because you see literally every single type of person, every single walk of life, every single fitness level you could imagine doing this race with you. It is so inspiring. It is so beautiful. It is so humbling, and it's such an amazing experience. There is no look you have to fit in. There's no time you have to fit in. There is no there, there's no box category that you have to fit in to be a runner. If you can move, you're a runner. And I just think that is so beautiful. So guys, um, that is my next half marathon and training program along with some goals, how you guys can get started, um, my inspiration, and everything else in between. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I post on my Instagram and I have a little highlight on my profile all about like my training runs and stuff like that. So I will have that linked down below. Um, Go follow me. It's at Tori Sterling underscore. And yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching today's episode and listening to today's episode. Uh, Be sure to leave a comment on the video and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, guys.